When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, guys. Uh, we have something pretty special coming up here. Uh, in a few weeks, it's going to be our 100th episode. And uh, right after that, we thought we would do a fun little theme month. So we're going to do three movies that are all kind of part of the same theme. But we need you guys to pop over to our Facebook group, the Recapping Gown Fan Club, and let us know which movies we should be doing. So you can choose from Disney Channel original movies, uh, movies set at summer camp, movies that are set in uh, middle school and elementary school, or Lifetime original movies uh, starring teens and you know college students. So if you guys could uh, do us a quick favor, pop on over to the Facebook group and let us know what you think we should be covering next. We should have a pretty fun month coming up uh, following our 100th episode. All right, enjoy. Calculus is not for wimps. You're going down in flames. See me at class. Todd Boomer has got a few problems. Ready? What? I thought they wanted us to use condoms. No, I mean, I pulled it out too early. There's a time limit? But his luck is about to change. Hi, you need some help? You guys cool? To make the grade, he's going to need help. Math degree, University of Vermont. Whatever it is you're selling, I'll buy or give generously to. I'm Todd's tutor, Vicky. He falls for a beauty. Does uh, she know anything about calculus, or are you just going to take me 50 bucks an hour and have a party? Oh, that's my meat. My meatloaf. With a mind for math. What equation represents its momentum? Three-fifths times the integral of A. And a figure he'd like to count on. And the wind back in your sails. Thanks for your help. The answers to your math final are hidden on my body. Yes! You just slept with somebody's wife. Honey! Home! Hi! Oh, oh my, my God. God! Now, to survive the course, he may need to recalculate his life. How could you marry Mueller? Just something you want to tell me? I can't believe you actually thought you could get tutored by my wife and I wouldn't find out. How could you not tell me? Fear motivates. Enough. Tia Carrera, Christopher McDonald, Jason London, and Jeffrey Tambor, my teacher's wife. I slept with someone's wife and now I'm afraid you might find me and kill me. I thought you said you had a problem. Welcome to Recap 
Sitting Down, a podcast where four millennials talk about the high school and college movies from back in the day when we were high school and college students to find out what made the grade and what should have been held back. Representing the class of 03, I am your co-host Crooks. Joining me this week and every week, he sings like an angel and drinks like a fish. The class of 04's own Big Hearn, David Oscar Hernandez. What up, Dave? Not much. Um, watched a TV show on HBO, first three episodes, Tokyo Vice. I'm not Is sure that if you good? saw that. Surprisingly so. Okay. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a big Ansel, El, Ansel Elgort because his name is tough to say. It's, it's a bad name. A uh, his, his acting's a little stiff and a little weird, but the concept is interesting. Like this guy went to Japan and wanted to be a writer at a Japanese newspaper, learned Japanese, and wants to do like crime newspaper man chip at a Japanese newspaper. Journalism. And, uh, the word is journalism. No, news, newspaper manship. Um, so, yeah, not bad. Um, yeah. Ken Watanabe is in it, and he's fantastic. Um, yeah, it's really all. Let's move on to something bad. Well, yeah, I, I saw it on there, and I'm like, I tend to trust HBO when they give me, like, a new series. They, they tend to put up pretty good stuff most of the time. And so it was one that mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know if this is for me, but I might give it a shot one of these days. Uh, flying solo in the Lone Star State. This podcast chief apathy and trivia correspondent from the class of 01, Dana Griffin. What up, Dana? Not much. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, I had something I was going to say about winning time. I can't remember how I was going to draw that to have something to say about. It's a disturbing episode last week. Oh, I haven't watched. Injury. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, what an ending. You saw that part. I saw that I part, like... but I haven't seen the aftermath. Well, I, you could tell something was happening. So I was like, this is based on a true fucking story. Do I Google it? Do I not Google it? Do I Google it? No, I was like, fuck it. It was way better if you didn't know. Way I better Because I, I, I did not know. And then I read, I'm like, holy shit. Well, but I don't know I, what happened. I have not yeah, watched was... yet. So no spoilers for me. But I, no problem. It's on my list. Yeah, check it out. Some correlation I was going to. Oh, I went to an Austin FC game. Oh. And on last night, I only stayed for the first half because I'm old. And I was like, it was eight o'clock. I need to be in bed by nine. Um, so I left. And I was thinking like, oh, this is such a great stadium. And then like, they should do musical acts here. And then we are going to do musical acts with only three a year. And then I was making this correlation to Jerry Buss wanted to keep the forum booked 365. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I just thought that was interesting. Jerry Buss was like, how do I keep the forum selling out? I don't care. Keep the basketball to other times of day. Like it's. I mean, the United Center does that. The Bulls have to play like away games for six weeks every year because the circus comes to town. <laughs> it's like it. you guys just play it. the away games. They call it the um, the Ringling Brothers trip. Like they're just away yeah. for six weeks. Yeah, so Young Paul popped up in one of those. That was wild. I'm like, high school. North, I didn't North know. Hollywood High. I'm like, this this is somebody important. They're like, bam. I'm like, wow. Yeah, that's her. Cool. High school when she became a Laker girl and lead choreographer. High school. She's incredibly talented. Uh, speaking of incredibly talented, no one in this movie, we are talking no. about my teacher's wife. I believe this was 1999. Um, it's available via Prime for purchase only, which I have found out. It's $4 purchase, so it's like no. $1 more than a rental, or you can get no. it for free on Tubi with ads. Mm-hmm. You need the ads. You need those breaks. Break it up. Break it up. I was like, I'm yeah. just going to plow through this. I don't want to make this any longer than it has like to Like a be. Monopoly. Break it up. Break oh, it, up. it was nice. It was nice. It was like, it was good to see like a good story in a commercial for 30 this, seconds. This is one of the shortest synopses that we've done. And like, yeah, it pretty much covers all the bases. 
a high school student struggling with calculus falls for his tutor who happens to be his math teacher's wife. And I'm like, yeah, I, that's, mm-hmm. that's the whole movie. That's, that's literally it. Yeah. Um, Dave, if you could give us a rundown of who's in this piece of shit. My teacher's wife. Um, <laughs> Jason London plays Todd Boomer. Okay, Boomer. Uh, oh, fucking fake ass name, Todd Boomer. Yeah. Two O's. Tia Car- yeah, Tia Carrera as Vicky Mueller. Uh, Christopher McDonald as Roy Mueller. Alexandra Lee. Because you got to put an O in there. You got to put an O in there. Uh, as Kirsten Beck. Zach Orth as Paul Faber. And for some reason, Jeffrey Tambor as Jack Boomer. Yeah. Todd's. Jeffrey Tambor. Todd's dad. That's really, that's really it. Yeah, um, let's try to go around the horn here and give any memories of the first time we saw this. Dana, that was what, eight seconds ago? Yeah, if I could, like, <laughs> if someone could men in black me right now, or if, like, Will Smith had the power to men in black me with a smack across the face, I'd take it. <laughs> I want it out of my head for the rest of my life. Well, we haven't given our we haven't given our our ratings of it yet. Okay, sorry, <laughs> sorry, but memories I'm trying to forget. I think that's fair. I think that's entirely reasonable. Dave, what do you got? I I thought I'd seen like a lot of Tia Career movies. I can't believe this one got past me. So yeah, yesterday. Yeah. I'm not sure how it happened. I I mean I I, I think we could figure out why. Why. Well, I had a, I had a Tia Carrera thing. If you remember, she was in Call the Conqueror. I believe that's with mm. Kevin Sorbo. So yeah. she's in that. Mm. Um, oh, I just know her from Wayne's World. Is she? I mean, well, and from High School High. Let's not forget. Um, it's another one. Yeah, I had also never <laughs> never seen this. Didn't know it existed until a couple of days ago. Um, yeah, so we're all coming into this with with no preconceived notions. Dana, did this make the grade for you? It did. I don't right? know what. Like, can I? send it back grades can I, I i think we've done it before to something i can't remember what but we sent something back once this was so it, it was like i was like okay it'll be bad i'm sure it was a level of bad that i like could not conceive of yeah yeah and i pretty much stopped taking notes and did not think i was going to finish this movie on time so yeah I would not have judged you if you were just like <laughs> I'm gonna parachute out of this one 40 minutes in and just fake it because you probably you pretty much know what's gonna happen, so you can just fake it. Thousand percent, yeah, yeah. Well, there were uh, some surprises at the end, but yeah, there, there were a couple. Um, Dave, how about you? Um, <sighs> it the acting was pretty bad, the story bad. Mm. Um, there were a couple things that I thought were ridiculous and kind of funny and out of nowhere that I didn't hate, but for the most part, there was really no saving grace in here. It was all, all pretty terrible. I had no really good things to say other than the funny things that I'm sure we'll talk about. So I'll, I'll keep them Yeah, keep keep them your close to the vest for now, but yeah, terrible, bad, uh, real, real bad. So like, of course this should have been held back. I deliberately sought out a terrible movie in retribution for Dana making as much a good one. We have been um, watching a streaks of terrible films. I'm sorry I wanted to watch something halfway decent like Ben like you get. Beckham. <laughs> this is what you get. The sad part for me, this movie isn't even like fun bad. Like I was 
hoping it will be something that's like, oh, this is bad, but it's like so over the top bad. They do so many ridiculous things that at least it's like fun and entertaining to sit through. This wasn't bad. It was pretty boring and flat for most of it, which is not what I had in mind. So Maya Maxima Culpa, I'm sorry I did this to both of you. Um, is it possible? Do we have any fun facts on this one? It was originally written as a thriller. Yeah, okay. Sure. <laughs> I've got sure. questions about that right away. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that checks out. But they changed it to a romantic comedy. Quotations are mine. God. That's what that was. Yeah. Um, in the original draft, uh, when they begin their affair, they decide they're going to murder Roy. Okay. And it would have ended up being a loose remake of Playing with Fire, which is about a family... Or yeah. that movie. Which Sounds like a better movie. A, who begins better a sexual movie. affair with a married college profession they decide to marry her corrupt husband. Ah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. See, okay. yeah. Into it. Okay. Into it. Love that. Okay. I'd watch mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. I, have, I have a whole thing about that kind of later on where it's like, why didn't you do these obvious things? It would have made more sense. But Dave, any fun facts out of you? <laughs> this, is, this, this list of trivia and IMDb is hilarious. Like, this film was not released on DVD in New Zealand. I'm like, who gives a shit? <laughs> um, <laughs> it, but it was released theatrically in the Philippines. That's good Good for the Philippines, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, mm-hmm. That's, I, I'm surprised they didn't declare war on us. Anyway. Yeah, they really, they were within their rights, yeah. Yeah, there were a couple of alternate titles that were interesting. Uh, Bad with Numbers. Fuck out of here. What? Mm-hmm. And Learning Curves. Oh so this one is interesting. <laughs> this movie sat on the shelf for like four years. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was like, nothing about this yeah. looks or sounds like 99. The studio That's why went I under and they're like... like yeah, I think this yeah. is ninety nine, but I'm like, this all looks ninety five to me. Now they they just held on to it like someone will buy this, right? <laughs> right? Oh right? no! Yeah. I had a lot of like comparisons. I was like, uh, Dawson's Creek did this better, and it was mm-hmm. filmed in the same place that they filmed Dawson's Creek, so I kept getting a lot of like allusions to that. But now knowing that like it was filmed and written before yeah. Dawson's Creek, I'm like, okay. And okay. The music was very. I'm like. All these songs are gin blossoms at Jay's. Yes. Like, this is very mid nineties. Yeah. Um, and this came out in the late nineties. So yeah. 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 Now this, I feel a little yeah. bit less bad, I guess. No. This all felt I still very, hate it, very but... presence of the United States of America was how the music sounded mm-hmm. to me. Like this did not sound like yeah. ninety nine. There was no prodigy or anything in there for that. That's the one. <laughs> um, all right. Let's let's jump into the recap of the segments here. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now i think dana kind of nailed this because my first question is what genre of movie is this it you look at the cast 
it's got a lot of comedic actors in it. Tia Carrera yeah. mostly does comedy. Zach Orth, I know mostly from comedy. Jeffrey Tambor is a comedy Zach guy. Orth. What the fuck is he doing yeah. in this movie? Christopher McDonald, comedy Even guy. yet, comedy guy. I didn't realize it was rated R, too. Like, what? Like, they show titties. Well, I know. They show they titties in a lot of the 80s movies. As soon as they show titties up, like, and they this say is, This is R-rated, isn't it? This but is I, R-rated, isn't it? I guess <laughs> I thought it was meant to be more dramatic. Yeah. And that's why it was rated R? Like, I thought it was meant to be like maybe a little more sinister, yeah. and then more you... erotic thrillery. You know, yeah, more, yeah, more, more about the cuckolding and not just that part at the end. I'm like, come yes. on, yeah. Yes. So for this to be rated R for what we got, just some titties. I saw titties in eighties movies every other time. Oh, the PG it was PG, yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, they also say fuck like twice, so that'll put you over the top. <laughs> not worth it. No, I missed, I, I, I missed that. I, if I would have heard those, I, I would have been like, Ooh. They said it once. The, 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 the girlfriend yells it at him in the cafeteria in front of everybody. And then mm. Bill pointed out, because he was actually watching that. I, was, I don't know what oh, I was I'm sorry, hearing. Bill. I'm sorry but, to that man. Well, he was like on his laptop. He had to be in the room, because I there's only like the one television I have to be on. Um, and Shooter <laughs> McGavin goes, you fucked up. And he does like a middle yeah, finger and then an up, a thumbs up. And I was like, come on, Shooter. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, like I didn't rewind it though. I missed it, and I just had. I was like, "Bill, show me what he did," and we kept on moving because I was like, "I'm not going back." It's not worth rewinding. The movie, like I said, it's got a lot of comedic actors. No real jokes in it. The closest we get no. to the jokes are like the insults that Mr. Shooter McGavin gives his students, and like that scene where Paul falls in the mud forty thousand times. Like aside from that, funny <laughs> though. The, no, no, he was, just, it's he, not he was being mean to children. That, that's what he was. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I'm teaching you a lesson. Uh, you shouldn't just immediately be pampered when you fail. You should feel bad about it. But it, it wasn't fun. I didn't find that no, funny. No. It's like the it, cartoons were the cartoons. The, oh God, the fucking cartoons. Uh, uh, we the cartoons. To me, that feels like an afterthought. It's like, okay, we're we're pivoting away from making this like a hard drama into making this, you know, into. Um, more of a comedy so let's put some some little doodles in here that are gonna be animated and kind of tell you about this but it's just yeah it's you not, have it's terrible some of the unnecessary quirks and i'm like we can do, I, I had a thought it kind of aligns with your unnecessary we can quirks. dovetail to that in about okay. one sec here because okay, okay. people who haven't seen this which i imagine don't. is every human alive don't it's presented like a drama but there are very low stakes mm-hmm. and like this uh, it makes perfect sense that Dana was like, yeah, it was a drama and they changed it because the way the movie's filmed makes you think it's a serious drama, but they pass up like a lot of opportunities to up the stakes. Um, mm. I really felt like we were going to get a reveal that Mr. Shooter McGavin was physically abusing Vicky or that they had like a kid whose life was going to be disrupted by this affair, but that never happened. No, instead no. he brings home fish. He's like, mm-hmm. I've brought you food. Yeah. That, and that's I, all we I really... will clean and cook this fish, this fish for you <laughs> yeah. yeah I literally at one point wrote because I had a lot of notes in like the first 10-15 minutes because I was just like I didn't know and I had a lot didn't of know and what then you were it, gonna get into it tapered off because I was like fuck this thing um but I was like I literally cannot believe the main plot point of this movie is a kid got a C on a math test yes yeah <laughs> that's that's it like the the this the stakes for Todd, our main character, are incredibly low. He doesn't get a letter of recommendation from a teacher who hates him and would probably write a bad letter mm-hmm. anyway. But like, mm-hmm. couldn't he have gotten this letter from another teacher, maybe a guidance counselor? Yes. Homeboy has written a comic strip for the school paper for at least a year or two. A maybe teacher that likes editor. you. 
is yes. uh is usually yeah. part for me i honestly can't remember who i had right my rex because it's been no, i did not do you that know, 17 decades um, but i think i had i don't know but like my priority number one was who likes me okay mm -hmm. Yes. So cross off the teachers that we had yes. rough time together over the previous four years. Who I'm not the best? going. Yeah, the guy who hates everyone. Let's get a rec from him. And it's not like you 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 clear that up really easily if you toss in a line about how he won the Nobel Prize in mathematics or whatever. So it's like, yes. oh, a recognition is a big deal. He's a just Harvard, a fucking teacher. If he's an alum. Yes. Great. If he was a professor at Harvard and then he got bust down to high school, something. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you want someone to bust down. Been, hey, <laughs> that would have been an interesting little turn to find out like a little more on Shooter McGavin's backstory. Why does he have that sweet car? And now yeah. he's in the middle God, of nowhere, Massachusetts. And yeah, I, for sure. Dave, yeah. Dave said two words a minute ago that I think uh, need to be discussed throughout because the movie in a lot of ways feels like your classic 90s erotic thriller but has none of that creepy energy and thanks to fear? we all well, watched that movie that was an erotic thriller <laughs> your fear was an erotic thriller that counts <laughs> but like thanks to how did this get made i've seen a bunch of 90s erotic thrillers lately i've seen jade and shattered like mm. there's parts of this movie that feel like those but we don't get the sense of real danger or sexual deviance mm -hmm. used to get mm -hmm. from those movies and it's like it's like they went 25 percent of the way in mm. both the comedy or erotic thriller direction and then just bailed I'm like yeah fuck right. it, we're just gonna, it doesn't right. no one's no one's dangerous he's he's a good yeah. student this is yeah. it's even, even mr shooter mcgavin's not dangerous exactly yeah. he's he's a teacher who teaches calculus to kids at a high school and since we don't know much more about that, I guess we can infer a lot of stuff, but no, he's just a guy. Just a guy. That's really it. Who may or may not be mean to his terrible wife because he yeah, immediately was neglectful. like, he just might be neglectful, but he immediately was like, you fucked her. And I was like, how did he know? How did he know right away? I, I, this happened I, before. The, the kid could have just lied and said like, no, I didn't. No, I didn't, sir. I <laughs> sure did. We talk about um, Dana mm. brought up that we wanted to discuss the unnecessary quirks. This movie is every character has some weird shit that doesn't make any sense. I thought most of the people in the movie, in the first 20 minutes, you think it might be like, it kind of could go a different way. I thought everybody's brain was broken. Like there's a Seems poison like in it. the well and people's brains just don't work. People did not make this face while talking to each other like. <laughs> a lot of that's really good for a podcast. It's like a mini little slack job where they look at each other. There's no emotion in anyone's yeah, face. Dead eyes. I said dead my line, shark eyes. your turn, but, but without pointing at the person saying your turn. It, that's why that, the, the acting is so fucking oh bad. God, it's unbelievable. So bad. The, so, so as we said, Todd has this comic strip on these weird animated cutscenes. Um, there's, a, there's a movie from the mid-90s starring Steve Gutenberg. Uh, it's called mm. Boyfriend School. Mm. Real bad. I'm trying to think of who else is in that because his oh his sister is oh god not Judith Light. Um, who was the lady from uh, Troop Beverly Hills and Cheers? Shelley Long. Shelley Long, not Judith Light. Shelley Long. It's Shelley Long and Steve Gutenberg in this movie together. And the Goot. Yeah. Um, Kyle McLaughlin is. In Kyle McLaughlin's in it. The movie is dreadful. It's truly awful. But he plays. Uh, a comic strip writer in that as well oh, yeah. and like the comic strips in that movie tell you what's happening in the story like it's there's little like cut scenes that are put in and it's a rom-com so it makes yeah to me this felt very um if if this had been made like 
10 years earlier, seven, seven to 10 years earlier, John Cusack is in that role. There's the weird little cartoons. And this other thing we're going to talk about where the mom is perpetually on the phone. Mm-hmm. I'm right at home. Cause that's almost like, was that one crazy summer where Demi Moore's his love yeah. interest? I was getting yes. one crazy summer vibes, except uh, John Cusack is sleeping with his asshole math teacher's wife. Well, yes, so, yeah. <laughs> of course he is. The, he draws himself as this dog or wolf or something. He draws Kristen or Kirsten and Vicky in the comic as well. Problem is Kirsten and Vicky are basically drawn as the same character with like slightly different clothes on. They're equally their hair, their hair is, hair different. is different but like they're equally sexy so i'm like if you're i don't understand what it is about vicky that has you so drawn to her as opposed to your girlfriend who you obviously think is a smoke show and like we're supposed to get some kind of insight into his mind state by watching these little cutscenes. they're literally the exact same stuff we already know they add nothing yeah. to the movie at all i didn't i barely watched them i was like i refuse i'm not watching it's, these. It, they're close they're my eyes useless. they're fucking useless um You've got Todd's mom, as Dana said, on her perpetual phone call. This was kind of a funny gag for a sec. Her always being on the phone with this 900-foot-long phone cord. Like, that was kind of funny. Yes. She gets up and, like, walks 100%. around the house. And yeah. the phone cord is always slack. There's enough cord. So there's, but there's enough cord because that's the way it was Plenty back of then. cord. Um, yeah. The, the convert, did you pay attention to the weird ass conversation? I tried. I thought at first she was on the phone. I thought she was like a psychiatrist and was on the phone with like a patient or a patient's child or something because it sounded like she's discussing like mental illness at first. No, it's yeah. gossip. It's all gossip. No, so I, yeah. it was mental illness. It, it okay. was like whoever she was talking to, I was like, is this person in like a facility right now? Like it was kind of. That's how it felt, right? And like, yeah, the mom was always like, I gotta relate. Like, was it her sister? Like, yeah, it was so bizarre. It didn't, I don't know what did or did not How belong bizarre. in this film, but How there's bizarre. so many. Well, things. it was bizarre. She, so she she often like interjects the conversation by narrating what's happening with Todd right in front of her. And I'm like, who could you possibly be speaking to? And then they do a thing near the end of the movie. In the third act, she finally does hang the phone up when Todd tells his dad he doesn't want to go to Harvard. And then she, like, picks it right back up and makes another phone call. Like, right when the conversation gets serious, and she's like, I should give you some privacy. I'm like, this is your son, too. You yeah. should be part yeah. of this conversation. Like, yeah. he's, he's making a big decision. Like, I'm just going to get back on the phone and gossip and leave you guys alone. But deep down, she doesn't, she doesn't care. Uh, she's in her own world, man. Tambor, the Tambor cares. She's Tambor, just like Tambor cares. As long as I can keep talking on the phone, whatever my son wants to do is fine. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. The the next quirk here they give is Vicky with the metal shop. Um. Okay. To to again, I know what, you haven't seen this. Art? Movie. Is it welding? For is is she doing like spot welding as a job? She's is making there, metal garbage. She's it's making metal, metal garbage. garbage. Got yeah. it. <laughs> it. It felt like so. She's got she's got a she's got a metal shop like separate from her house she says that she's like a metal sculptor um she it, her artwork is terrible it looks awful like no one's gonna buy this i but, didn't even notice i didn't no, even look well i'm an artist and so i look at that kind of shit and i'm like this is bad it really felt like they put a bunch of unconventional passions for a sexy woman to do in a hat and just pulled one out like this could yeah. have been restoring classic motorcycles, woodworking, tuba, landscaping, what? powerlifting. Just, just give her something to do. What was the girl? Uh, Amy, not Amy Smart. 
the chick from Heroes who was in like Final Destination. What was her weird oh, name? Is that Allie Larder? No. Yes, Allie Larder. Was Wasn't Larder? she also like a metal sculptress? But it made sense <laughs> she because was. we needed oh, yeah. to no, have something kill you. Shit was metal and propane combined. <laughs> There, there was some kind of power cable that was, was going like to her garage yeah. that break. Yeah, that was great. And yeah, she, she needed was, sharp she, yes. objects that could right. become killing implements. Yes, right. she was a metal That's worker why. with like an acetylene torch. That's why I was waiting for this to build something. Oh, there's a torch here. There's all sorts of jagged metal. It's gonna nope. fucking nope. something awesome's gonna happen here. Yeah, they, they just needed a setting no. where she could be like separate no. from her husband without it being weird looking that she was always separate from her husband. Well, I think initially, if they're going to murder him, an accident in the metal shop, what? That, yes, listen, that is a a setting for a 90s erotic thriller, an active metal shop with like jagged metal and grinders and torches like that. That is a setting you want for this. For some reason, there's a forge. So you're always hot and sweaty in there. Yeah. Yeah. There's a a kiln. There's chains hanging from nothing. Sparks fly (laughs) where? Sparks fly. Yeah. Yes. The, all the of deal. these things. Uh, yeah. Probably a harness. But mm. yeah, so th- there's that. Um, we also highly have. erotic. Yes, highly erotic. Yes, that's yes. great. There's um, Mr. Shooter McGavin is never at his house. No. I don't know why. Is he always fishing? There's one moment where he's like, I'm going to go fish. And then he comes back with a, a fish that becomes two fish, apparently, <laughs> as he cuts the, it up. The fact that no one knows. That dorky ass Mr. Mister Sh- Shooter McGavin with his goatee and his vest has a God. smoke show wife. Yeah. In a small town. In a small, small little Massachusetts yeah. town. Yeah. No. Yeah. And, this is not Boston. And this took place over how long, do you think? Couple six weeks. weeks, they told us. Because they finally <laughs> did tell us. They said six weeks. They said six okay, weeks. Great. Man, maybe, maybe that's striped bass season in central massachusetts and he was fishing God, especially six a lot because that's that was the time of the year for yeah he fishes in a reservoir i don't know if <laughs> fish, fish are in a reservoir. reservoir i live in a town that get, we used to swim in the reservoir which was very wrong and we would like jump off you had to wear shoes because lord knows what you would land on um so like i wasn't supposed to be swimming in it i'm fairly certain there should not be fish in my reservoir water no we have there's That's a reservoir in iowa city <laughs> we would treat the reservoir in iowa city like it was the beach like you go to the res and like, like play in the water and cliff oh, jump so you whatever can swim in it. Okay. you can swim in all, that one but that's like i mean I, I don't know if it's actually a reservoir for anything or if it's just like mm. we just call it that. I don't know what the municipality is like for water. There's a river that runs through town. I don't, okay. I don't know. But like regardless, he says he's going fishing at the reservoir. That's the only time we ever give any kind of a reason for where he is. Yeah. It, the rest of the movie, he is just absent. And like yeah. we don't know where he was when Vicky took his car out at the beginning of the movie. She can't call him for some reason to come get her. So he's somewhere. Yeah. Um, we don't know where he is for hours when Vicky and Todd have sex the first time. He's just never <sighs> fucking near the movies. Like, yeah, he's just grading papers. I guess. Like, it's it's very it, odd to me. It's like they wanted, and maybe it would have been more surprising, surprising if we didn't know going into it that Shooter was the husband. But I feel like they wanted that to be a huge surprise to us. And I was like, Shouldn't no, of give course it's Shooter McGavin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, it's up else. Um, sure. yeah, I mean, you you know, I mean, we see one teacher in the movie and one adult woman. I wonder who my teacher's wife could possibly be. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of these weird quirks they give people, we need to talk about Zach. Um, Zach Orth in this movie, he plays Paul Faber. Paul presents a hundred percent like a stoner best friend. He has the stoner hair. He has like stoner clothes. He lives in a tool shed behind the house. But he's a super genius. Like he was to me initially giving Selma Blair in Cruel Intentions. I yes. was like, his brain broke. Buddy, his brain don't work. The, the, when we first meet him, and it's like we see him at the party, and then at the diner, this dude, his mouth is open. His mouth is open. Mm. He's mouth breathing uh. the entire time. Tia Carrera in just sitting in the back seat of the car, inches from him, he is slack jawed and drooling like he had a lobotomy. (laughs) It's very odd. Like the movie, any any conventional movie makes him the guy who'd be telling Todd to like stop worrying about college and hit this blunt one time. And instead he just, we never see him study. He's just effortlessly super smart. Mm -hmm. They give him another quirk where he's afraid to talk to girls. Mm -hmm. I need you guys to help me understand this if you could. We're Mm -hmm. introduced to a girl in the movie who's credited as nun girl. Mm -hmm. She's dressed up as a nun at the Halloween party. That they don't wear costumes to. I'm just going to call that out. They don't wear costumes to it. They give a a dumb monologue at the beginning where it's like, you know the three rules? No booze, no dope, and no sex. Just kidding. Fuck. Get drunk. Get high. It's my house. Yeah. What is this? Beers in the fridge. Yeah, I got to bases. I'm like, you don't have to say it. Like, no one's filming you. Like, yeah. waivers. Who's listening? Yeah. I, don't I would know. like anyway. to know a little more about uh, his uh, background. Maybe it's a, there's some perpetual trauma from back in the day. Maybe something, maybe he was treated, I'm sure he was treated very poorly based on his personality in general when he was a younger kid. Because <laughs> uh, kids are terrible in general. And this is just the way he developed. And something's wrong with him. Yeah, the way he developed, like I'll just be smart and just I can't really connect with anybody except the people I connected with when I was a kid who didn't make fun of me and treat me like shit. Which I'm guessing. uh, I think this is not uh, what you want us to answer. Uh, (laughs) Well, so we 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 see him at this party. He establishes he cannot talk to women at all Mm -hmm. because he like freezes up and starts like stammering over his words and says super a lot for some reason. But then the next thing we see is nun girl talks to him and is like, Mm -hmm. Hey, do you want to go dance with me? And he's like, yes, yes, I do. Yes. I do want to do that. And then he just treats her like she has the plague for the whole rest of the movie. Like when they go back into the party to go dance, I thought that he like lost her in the crowd because she's kind of short and he's like looking around for her and cannot find her. Instead, he, I think, deliberately ditches her in the crowd and like runs outside like, oh, thank God I got away from her. I'm like, that girl is cute. What's your problem? In literally the span of five seconds, it goes from, yes, let's go dance. They cut away for a second. And then it's almost like the director's like, you know what? No, you're not about this. Let's uh, roll, the, roll film again. <laughs> Act like you hate her. Like she is the grossest gaggiest person ever and how dare she speak to you it's so weird it doesn't make any sense like she pops back up a few times Mm -hmm. and is like actively flirting with him he's like oh get away from me i'm like dude what is your fucking problem like was it all just a setup so we could see how he wasn't weird around kirsten and like oh well this is the one Mm -hmm. girl he's comfortable with i don't understand what they were doing with this yeah it didn't make sense, but honestly, 
What did? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I can't answer that. I don't know. I guess the social stuff's a different part of the brain that just ain't just ain't working for the for, not for a man. I, it's, it's just not working. No. But it also seemed like he gets more normal as the movie goes on, though. Yeah. yeah. They, like, they drop that midway through, and then he's just a regular dude because we don't see him around other girls enough to be like, oh, like he has a problem. It's like, oh, we saw you talk to, I guess, two girls? One plus Tia Carrera. Like a yeah. girl and an adult woman, and you can't talk to them. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. okay. Like, all right. Also, maybe you're just really fucked up from that party you were at, and that's why you're so mm. weird around Tia Carrera. I don't know. Mm. Wait, are we gonna talk about what happens at the party? Um, <laughs> yes, that's part of the load first semester. Okay, okay. I didn't oh, want to ruin it now. We're gonna talk about okay, God. okay. We don't get to first it. semester every time. What? Obviously, this is a romantic this, this comedy. To, yeah, this one has to happen. In the the biggest air quotes one could make to it's, learn it's that a romantic they erotic this... thriller comedy. You can't have a romantic comedy about a married woman sleeping with a high school student. You cannot. They tried. They really you did try. They did. They um, really did. And it was gross. Yeah. No. With with Zach, with Paul, they they set up relatively early on that he lives in a shed because he doesn't like his mom. We never see his mom. This Reasons. feels incredibly pointless. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the kind of thing, again, in an erotic thriller, you set this up so that there's a sex scene in that shed where he's not supposed to be there with the girl, with the guy's girlfriend, or there's a no, murder no, no. in the shed and he's the prime suspect. <laughs> no, no, no. In an erotic thriller, the main protagonist's best friend doesn't live in a shed because he hates his mother because they're fucking adults. They don't. That's true. There are no teen erotic. You know what? No, it's not true. There's a teen erotic thriller. We already did it for the podcast called Cool Intentions. (laughs) That is a teen Uh, erotic thriller. They're rich, though. And we also did beer, but he lives at a fucking stash (laughs) house with a bunch of goons. This is Zach Wilde. So, yeah, it's different. (laughs) It was. They live in a loft with exposed brick. Yeah, and duck glass work. sculpture and like <laughs> glass bricks work. in their bathroom or something yeah. oh my god yeah he just i guess he just wants to be in this tiny dank shed because he doesn't like his mom like even if you make him into a stoner sure you live in a shed because yeah. you can smoke all your reefer and like not have your mama smell it that makes sense mm-hmm. he's like no i just like to live out here for no fucking reason yeah. um he is definitely in love with kirsten you pick up on that very early on uh, he yeah. never really does anything about it. Like the way he reacts when Todd cheats on her is like, "Sir, she is an angel. How dare you besmirch her like this?" Like I, I have been friends with dudes who have cheated on their girlfriends before. I, even if you're like, "Oh, it's fucked up that you did that," you, you as the friend cannot react that way. Like it just it's in high school guy code is like you congratulate your friend for being a shitty dude basically, he is like what is wrong with you she loves you. I appreciated <laughs> it. I was it, like it was, I was like look at nice, but... look at Zach being like oh as long as it, you feel good yeah like, that's, that's right you tell huh? your friend it was so fucked up and like he passes up a billion opportunities to tell her how he feels in a setting that makes sense because at one point. She spends the night in his shed and wakes up face down in his crotch. And he's like, well, can't say anything now. I've just been awake all night fighting this boner. 
and it's just like he waits until a very awkward moment and kind of just spills his guts and i'm like i don't know something's wrong with him he is incredibly socially stunted it's yeah yeah, yeah. he needs to see somebody um we should dig into the the actual plot here because as i've said ain't nobody seen this fucking piece of shit let me let me let me break down for you the listener exactly what happens in this movie so you've got todd kirsten and paul they're friends they're planning going to harvard together sitting on a dock i don't know if it was harvard i think it was just schools in boston that's true Mm. this was very much giving me i don't want to wait oh <laughs> yeah, we're sitting on a dock, you're right. Yeah. And the yeah. and were they Adirondack chairs or just regular just old It was like very Dawson's Creek. Folding chairs, like, yeah. That oh, it's right. Dawson Joey and Pacey just hanging yeah. out on the dock. Sitting on the goddamn dock. Sitting on the dock of the bay. On the dock of there you the go. Bay. <laughs> um so Todd all of a sudden gets real bad at math. His an asshole teacher will not write him a letter of recommendation because he got a C plus on one exam, and the teacher's like, "Fuck you, you piece of shit." Yeah, <laughs> I will say in my in Todd's defense, I only got to pre calc my senior year, and I would literally ace every test, every marking period, and fail one. I'd be like, "A A A, we didn't do F's, we did E's, E." A A A. That's kind of wacky ass Montessori nonsense. Dad, I didn't fail. I got an E. I'm good. I don't know why. But it was literally, it happens like every time. I didn't get a tutor for that. I got a tutor for geometry when I was in like uh, sophomore year. But senior year, every time, it was A A A fail. A A A fail. To the point where like I was getting clowned by everybody in class (laughs) about it. And I was just like, damn it. Okay. It's just everything about this is so weird because like he's yeah. been straight A's his whole life. He gets to this one class and it's, we don't ever give an explanation for why he's bad at it. All we get is Mr. Shooter McGavin being like, "Hey, this is the big leagues, bucko." Yeah, because it's Mr. Mich- Shooter McGavin's <laughs> class, <laughs> and he's gonna fucking fail some motherfuckers. Fuck your curves. I'm see learning curves for McDonald. Some about Christopher McDonald. He's fantastic. He's really good on hacks, guys. Yes. First season of hacks. He's for sure. Check it out. He's pushing so hard in this role. It's insane. Um, It's this role. I was definitely like, he's giving Shooter McGavin on hacks. He's not. He's giving Christopher McDonald. He's like his own realized person. But this, I was like, they slapped a goatee and a sweater vest on Shooter McGavin and said, go be a dick to kids. And he was like, you bet. Got it. On it. Um, so Todd finds a tutor who happens to be unreasonably attractive and fun. I don't know what you call a manic pixie dream girl who's like 15 years older than you, like a manic pixie dream woman, I guess. Um, I don't know. You call her a predator. That's what this woman Well, yes, she predates. (laughs) Yeah, it's a way to look at it, yeah. Everything about her is just like, oh, she's like silly and lighthearted and like goofy and just like, yeah, I mean... All right, I guess that's what we're doing here. Um, she's also very good at math because she was a mathematics major at the University of Vermont. Go Catamounts. Um, mm-hmm. Todd's grades improve. He cheats on his girlfriend. His best friend gets mad at him. Oopsie doopsie, my tutor is my teacher's wife. That's the whole third act. Yeah. Like all oopsie. that happens back to back to back to back. Oopsie doopsie. Oopsie. Uh, it all happens really quickly. And I was waiting for some actual conflict 
never happens. The closest we get yeah. is like the fallout between these two friends and between Todd and Kirsten, but that lasts for like six minutes. Yeah. There's no real fallout. It's all wrapped up. This is what it felt like an if you had told me this was like a backdoor pilot for the net the newest show on the WB, I'd be like, yeah. oh, okay. Okay. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. This is they used to do those hour and a half long pilots for shit yeah. where it's like two yeah. hours with commercials and like yeah, that's what this would be. Yeah, it's like, oh, wait till you see the shenanigans that happened with these kids on learning curves. <laughs> you can't believe it. 1996, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> Um Yeah. But, so for this yeah. to be a film <laughs> that just ends. Yeah, no. film. Um, so then Todd, for no reason, confesses to Mr. Shooter McGavin. He gets knocked out, decides he doesn't want to go to Harvard after all. Um, mm-hmm. The scene where Todd and Mr. Shooter McGavin have their big confrontation is so bizarre. Like, Todd has gotten mm-hmm. away with it entirely. Entirely. You're in the yeah. clear. Even the part where he somehow forgot his sketchbook in Vicky's metal shop. As someone who has owned many, many sketchbooks, the one that you're working in at the time, you keep near and dear. And if it goes missing, you're like, the fuck is that fucking sketchbook? Like, you know that right, right. away. Sure. He just, he just loses it in her metal shop, I guess, took his pants off and dropped it. And yeah. like, it's just hand waved away. Mr. Dick Hugh went up, his brain went out. <laughs> yes. Well, Mr. McGavin's like, yeah, it's okay. I mean, you, you, you're trying to sneak behind my back, huh? And get tutoring from my wife. I'm not on to anything. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so for some unknown reason, he decides he has to confess. No, um, no, 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 this is what happens. Okay, wait on So he, he's being a dick to everybody in class, cause that girl oh, brain right. dead. And it was like, oh, great job on this test, being a real asshole to yeah. all the kids. And Mr. Too Big for his britches, Todd Boomer's like, I'm going to tell this man how I feel about him whilst I'm fucking his wife. I'm That's sorry, right. what? Because he's like, like he's you like, can't yeah. talk to people like this. And well, your wife like, says blah blah blah. Yeah, your wife, your wife has told me like, yeah, my <laughs> wife, she might be good at math, but like, don't take life <clears throat> lessons from her. Blah blah blah. And I was like, that's my girlfriend you're talking about, mm-hmm. bitch. That's some that's some post nut confidence, man. It, it's yes. it's it doesn't make any sense uh, no. why he has it because he's a weirdo. No, yeah. So that's is, what, it's yeah. also weird. It's so weird. Yeah, because that's so he like gets he gets this so courage weird. and then he turns around and he goes. You're fucking my wife, aren't you? And he freezes, like, oh, God. He freezes for out. nine hours. <laughs> he just stands there for a long oh, time. God. Maybe if there was, like, yes, a sound effect, a laugh track. I don't know. But it was. You gotta play the long duck dong gong at that yeah, point. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that'll work. Or the cartoon, if the cartoon would have, like, popped up and been like, oh, like, <laughs> He should have become the cartoon for a sec. It, like, yes. drop dead Fred style. But yeah. he like uh, that's why he can like he doesn't confess he gets found out because shooter immediately but that's why. knows. Oh no, I didn't fuck your wife. What's wrong oh, with you? Oh, you big man now? You must have gotten a taste, did you? Huh? <laughs> you got some trim. It's just... okay, big boy. So weird. <laughs> oh god, it's so absurd. So yeah, he, he he finds this out. Um, after Todd confesses, he just like walks briskly out of the classroom shooter mcgavin does not follow him he like runs to his, his corvette stingray that he can afford hightails it. Mm-hmm. He hightails it and all of a sudden i think for good reason todd is like oh he might murder her like i should go to the house and save my girlfriend no, no, no. in the original movie right her life is at risk in this film yes and this one's just like he's gonna go break some of her useless luck, luck, luck. like i don't know <laughs> 
<laughs> he's gonna go over there and like throw some of her bad her bad sculptures around and that's the worst that it gets he tosses like a big one first and like breaks something big but then yeah. he like grabs this little like string piece of metal like, <laughs> I watched that, it. like yeah. i watched it, it didn't it's so break. funny so he funny threw, he threw one down it didn't even break. i think it was one solid piece of metal it didn't do anything to it e- either they didn't think it through beforehand they're just like just whatever you feel and they just had the one and once the one big piece was gone he didn't really have anything else to grab for so like, it was it was like throwing a hammer on the ground to break it like the hammer yeah fine. yeah the hammer's this gonna be like, okay when them like making her a metal sculpture just really backfired if she was like throwing like vases and shit he could like smash and crap but it was yes, like make her a glass blower glass blower or uh, 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 uh ceramics uh, what, uh, yeah ceramic yeah, artist, so uh, pottery. Pot, a bunch of pottery. I'm gonna break your pots. Yeah. I'm gonna break your pots. Yeah, <laughs> I will mm-hmm. say if you guys uh, are into some like really calm, soothing TV on HBO Max, the Great Pottery Throwdown is fantastic for that. Oh yeah, are it's they the breaking great, pots? Uh, pots break and it's very sad. Oh, it's, it's the great, it's the Great British Baking Show. Only it's with pottery. Oh, exact oh, same no. show, exact same format as pottery. I I've always wanted. I've always wanted to go to one of those places that executives go to and they just give you a bunch of shit you can break in a room. Oh, yeah, uh, a smash room. Yeah. Smash room. Yeah. I'd love it. I, I, I haven't seen them anywhere. Yeah. Uh, There's I'm one in Des Moines now. Is that right? It's, it's one, one, in Moines one in Des Moines now. I'm going to Des Moines, Des Moines now. <laughs> You're a man, not what? You're a man, not what? Uh, <laughs> so the, the, the end of the movie, uh, basically, like, he, Todd gets knocked out. He wakes up. He's got like an hour to make it across Massachusetts to get to Harvard for his interview. He's got a Not black eye. Across eyes. Massachusetts. They're on water. They're on the eastern shore. I've of never been. Massachusetts, really? No. You would know the difference. But, so like uh, south, close to Cape Cod? They might be in Lowell. Lowell? Because they someone's wearing the Lowell? L-O-W-E-L-L. That's not a good place. They have a lot of like fabric. Like a lot of No, that's where... The uh, Mark Wahlberg uh, boxer character was from, and then uh-huh. and there was like a lot of crack and oh, stuff yeah. there. Lowell's a terrible place. Okay, no, they're not in Lowell, but Lowell, Worcester, Lowell. It Worcester. Worcester, 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 Mass. Um, I don't know where they are, but they seem to be on water. Yeah. Regardless, he has to drive to to Harvard in time. We see him sprinting yes. across the Harvard Yard. He gets inside black eye and all he has his mm-hmm. admissions interview and he's not getting in because the admissions what? lady's like you're not even a good student you're not even a student so why are you here as someone who had to do some fancy schmancy school interviews oh. like princeton guy I, I think i only got an interview because my brothers went there and i think he was just like this fucking come on. moron come on <laughs> can we wrap this up the one lady oh. from Georgetown was busy in the middle of her workday on a Saturday. <laughs> it was basically, I think, after a few questions, like, can you just leave? And I was like, yeah, ma'am. But I did not go. yourself out. Say we came in. I did not go to the schools. You get interviewed by alumni. He's at Harvard, like, in yeah. a fancy office for this. And like, for her to say, you're not a typical student. Like, they're not going to, if, if they thought that, you're not getting an interview. No. And it's not even like, you're not a typical student because your grades aren't great, but like you have these other qualities that like we think would be good here. Just like, 
who do you think you are? You're like not <laughs> top five or six in your class. That's Why are you all here? that she said, and just let him speak for a minute or two. And, and then, then he's like, over. "Yeah, I'm here because my dad told me to." <laughs> like, mm. like, yeah. Well, think about that. That's what you like to hear from eighteen year olds. Like, my daddy said I should <laughs> come <laughs> here. Don't call me double. To that no. question, they go, "And how much money does daddy have?" Oh, none. Okay, goodbye. Can you build us an international airport? <laughs> Like that's kind of what they're after. Would he like a building named yeah. after him? Yeah. How how many buildings can we name? Yeah. So he in that moment is like, oh, you're right. I should not go to Harvard. I don't belong here. And he bails. Uh-huh. Then at the end of the movie, Todd, Kirsten, and Paul are just friends anyway. And I think he's we are a friends again. With Vicky. Hey. Yeah. It's another good Mr. No, 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 no. I think he's done with Vicky. Like, I think they recognize. Oh, you think so? Yeah, he's like, maybe I'll see you. (sighs) I very much felt like she's going to New York to pursue her shit metal art career. There was definitely. I'm going to go to art school, which I thought was in New York. Um, maybe because there was definitely a thing where he said to her like, um. Like, oh, I can't be with you. I was like, did bitch ask you to be with her? Like, I thought she was just I, I think he hated said her that, husband and wanted to have sex. Like, I don't. I think he said that specifically because her his teacher was her husband and he needed something from him. I think if her husband, because he knew she was married, so I think if yeah. it was like her husband was anybody else, he'd be like, yeah, I'll take you to fucking you know Pound Town. That's fine with me. But oh yeah, yeah. And I feel like the way they learned. Oh God, the goofy way they Jesus learned Christ. that Vicky was married to Shooter McGavin. He was like, oh, if you girls want to fight, why don't you yeah. take it outside and you can watch my car because I'm parked in a tow zone. And Wait they look minute. outside and it's like, that's the teacher's car? What? <laughs> well, and uh, that didn't make any sense. You're parked illegally. You're at work this is the <laughs> middle of the school day you parked illegally to come to work for eight hours like what are uh-huh. you talking about yep and they have yeah. the one car and it's the it's the one he goes fishing in he he brings fish stinky old fish into his classic it's, stingray it or whatever a that. beautiful corvette stingray the car <sighs> that third grade me wanted more than anything else on the planet oh my god mm. but then when they were like Whoa? yeah i swear to i if the, they i heard that sound. Do a double take they might as well have a record scratch. I mean, like, <laughs> they, they might have had a record scratch. Now that I like think about r- it. Rhinestone. R- 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 rhinestone. Yeah, just like yeah. that. Yeah, word of Tia Um yeah. Okay, so uh, there's no way around this. I know it's Dana's least favorite. This movie is a romantic do, film. Yeah. So yeah. we do have to do Love at First Semester. Uh, let's start with Todd and Kirsten. How long sure, sure. do we think this couple has been together? Any guesses? Mm, mm, mm. That's a really They're seniors, question. right? Yeah, They're yeah, seniors, yeah. yeah. It could be the entire length of high school. It yeah. could be. They didn't really give us any clues. I could tell yeah. that they know each other from way mm-hmm. back. Yeah. There's a lot of intimacy there just as friends and as, you know. Not lovers, but. Well, yeah, it could have been like. Neck and partners. <laughs> Something <laughs> happened in the summer that made like the whole relationship switch where it was just the three of them were buds. And then it was. No fucking clue. No idea. Yeah. I wish I could tell you. It feels like one of those, like they've been together since eighth grade or whatever. Like they've been together forever. It's kind of how it felt to me. And I don't know why I felt that way. Maybe because we didn't see any other teenagers in this movie. 
So I'm like, mm-hmm. I didn't have any context for like anybody else other than poor, sad nun girl. Um, yeah. Dana alluded to this at the party. Todd is ready to go to bone zone. Kirsten isn't. I am. Can I, can I tell you what? Yes. She's like, let's go outside. And she's <laughs> like, how about some poetry? He has like a blanket. They sit on a park bench. Where there's Incredible. like a carnival? <laughs> there is an abandoned amusement park <laughs> rusting away by. <laughs> an erotic thriller. That's a Not great like setting a... for a scene in erotic thriller. They didn't feel. Yeah. <laughs> True. Not like a small little like field notes oh, notebook. No. Like a college rule notebook of poetry. And I'm like, yeah. okay. A composition book. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're getting under the blanket. And he's like fumbling and she's like, what, what are you doing? And he like pulls out a condom. <laughs> and I was like, motherfucker, eh? it's cold outside. <laughs> you're in a park. Well, then and let's you're going to fuck warm. in a park <laughs> bench? I'm sorry. Yeah. Is this fast time to reach Mount High? No, it yeah. is not. Well, it's not this a dugout. <laughs> close enough. It's under Damn a near. fucking decaying carnival. That's pretty quick. He's, he's just like, look what I got. Whoop. Yeah, my yeah. God. Well, Trying listen, to be safe, right? That's cool. Mid nineties, you know, yeah. I remember being this age. You don't mm. just assume your high school girlfriend is ready to have sex for the first time, without her like explicitly telling you, like, "I'm ready. Let's do this." The yeah. presumption of it. No, we're just gonna uh, outside on this. It's not even. I don't think there's a back. I don't even think this park no. bench is very deep. Dana, I think it's just I like they were on the logs. <laughs> I thought they were laying on the ground is what I thought. That wouldn't, I don't know. But I was just like. She reads no poetry, by the way. She's like, I want, she she says, I want, we should go. I want to show you something, is what she said. Yes. They go, they get a blanket. They manifest a blanket from nowhere because they didn't have one at the party. They just found a blanket Mm. along the way. They sit down. She's like, I want to read you this poem. And then she tries to eat his whole face. Like their, their kissing is aggressive. A lot yeah. of the kissing Gross, is Dave. aggressive. <laughs> yeah, just just making noises in the microphone. It's like yeah, it's ASMR, great. folks. Um, but, and yeah. then it gets just like awkward between them, and he immediately meets Vicky after this party. Yes, mm-hmm. he meets immediately. Vicky, I think the next morning. Um, no, it's which, like on the way home from the party. Oh no! Oh, that's right, because he saw her before, and then he he meets her on the way home from the party. Mm-hmm. She she storms off. It feels like this is the inciting incident for Todd cheating on her. But then when they're at school, the following Monday, I assume it's Monday, they don't, yeah, they don't seem to have spoken over the weekend because it's 95 and, you know, landlines only. She just they're, might not be answering. In, I'm not home, Mom. Tell them I'm not home. I'm washing my hair. They yep. are, they're in chemistry class. Kirsten says she's not ready but will be soon because mm-hmm. she's putting her pussy on a pedestal. Like, it's Pusalaya. It's Pusalaya. I um, don't understand this. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. I'm not ready yet, but I will be soon. I promise. I don't Maybe it was, I don't want to fuck outside in the cold on a park bench outside of a say carnival that. or a weird Halloween party. <laughs> Just say that. Okay. Um, I, what, you know, I know that I'm the only one of the three of us that watches this much garbage reality TV, but if, you, if you've ever seen a season of Married at First Sight, there's always one couple where like one of them will refuse to say I love you and like try to find all kinds of ways to dance around it. Like I love I'm you. In, I, <laughs> I, 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 I love you. Oh, it's no. like the Black Lady sketch show when he can't say yes. 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 It, it's similar to that. 
it's 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 very similar to that what a great fucking show but it they, they say stuff like i'm in serious like with you or i have feelings of love towards you but i wouldn't say that i'm in love with you yet and it's like i don't know what you're dancing around here it's love alaya like i understand her not being ready yet but the idea that you're not ready today but that you know that in a couple of weeks you will be has never made sense to me. Like I get that you're not ready. That makes sense. But to be like, I'm not ready, but like pretty soon it's going to, it's very strange to me to, to hash it out like that. Um, I guess so. Yeah. Kirsten finds out Todd cheated on her, calls him out in front of the entire cafeteria. And this scene was fucking wild to me because <laughs> she screams at him in front of everyone the entire school is just staring at him for the whole rest of the day, making fun of him whenever they see him, which is weird because I've never seen high schoolers make fun of a guy because he had some sex. No. Like, well, hmm. that guy fucked somebody. What a jackass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> weird. Stupid. Yeah. Stupid. Dudes are getting his dick wet. <laughs> it, was, it was also really bizarre because, like, they truly never at one point officially break up. And I think there's, like, a conversation between Todd and zach orth's character i can't remember paul, uh, paul. Name, where he's yeah. just like dude you were just gonna leave her hanging and i was like yeah you uh-huh. did because we, he gets pissed that like paul kind of says i might like her can i go for it and todd's like no you can't and i'm like yeah i'm sorry you're in <laughs> love with vicky now you don't get to keep you don't get to keep kirsten because one day maybe Vicky will fall out of her weird fugue state and realize I shouldn't be sleeping with a high school student and hmm. leave you. Like, yeah, it's, it was- it's very much just like, well, I know that I'm actively cheating on her with somebody else who I want to be with, but mm-hmm. also you can't be with her. She should be alone forever. I'm just like, what the yeah, fuck is was- this? And like, then when that happened, I'm like, are we supposed to be rooting for this kid? Because I fucking hate Todd. He's guts. He never guts. liked him at no. one point in this film. No, and like you would usually see the girlfriend in this case try to get revenge on the boyfriend. Like she'd be the one to tell Mr. Shooter McGavin that Vicky is busting it wide open for Todd. We don't, she, that doesn't happen. Nope. It just, it feels like the movie would be a lot better if you just remove the Kirsten relationship and have her be like the platonic third friend who gets to be the voice of reason while Paul is the stoner buddy egging Todd on. Where Paul's mm. like, hey man, yeah, do it. And she's like, She's married to an adult man. Oh, fuck. She's married to your teacher. You need to get out. Instead, yeah. it's like, no, no, no. We give him a romance. And then she just goes away for the third act. <laughs> She's just gone all of a sudden. Yeah. It was um, weird. Yeah. So there, that's, that's Todd and Kirsten. Let's talk about Todd and Vicky here. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, as Dana said, the first 20 or so minutes you could be convinced something is like wrong with this town's water supply. Todd sees Vicky from across the reservoir. I thought he was at like a sculpture park. Cause there's like Greek columns and there's a, a mm. fucking like marble statue there for some reason. Yeah. He sees her from across the reservoir is immediately in love with her because she walks up and just screams like an insane person. So you thought it was a sculpture. So this could have been a mannequin situation. <laughs> She's been. part of this sculpture that comes to us. I'm I'm loving this that. film already. I'm loving Give it already. That. Yeah, yeah, no. She just we see a we see a pretty woman from a hundred yards away walk up and scream at nothing. And yeah. then she's like, Well, sometimes you just gotta scream, but dip dip dip. And that's that's how that's their be cute. 
that's the whole meat cute. And then she just evaporates. Yeah, just yeah, because he looks gone. down, looks up, and she's gone. I'm like, okay, so she's a ghost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this is you see the it's Massachusetts. Oh, that's a even ghost. Better. That's like what is it? Dear, there's like a Nicholas Sparks movie where you. Oh really, God! Spoiler alert, guys! <laughs> Colby Smolder's been dead the whole film. Oh <laughs> my God! Robin okay, Trubatsky. Um, so Todd then, as we said, sees Vicky's car stalled on the side of the road. He gives her a ride to the diner, says he needs a tutor for calculus. What had me laughing? The first thing she says when she walks up is, Hey, you guys cool? I'm like, okay. So she has Coke, doesn't she? (laughs) She says cocaine. That's where this is going. Um, she gets in the car with these two strangers, never really mentions having to get home or anything. This just becomes like a fun group hang. (laughs) Yeah, it's not like um take me to the nearest gas station so i can call my husband or like just get home get get a a pay phone because it's 1995 and i need to get to a pay phone because i don't have a cell phone yeah i'm just i'm just with you guys tonight i'm i'm hanging we're hanging let's do this what are you guys up to where's the cool spot where the kids (laughs) hang out ice cream at the diner like oh yeah all right (laughs) they're a soldier or a sock up yeah look at it actually all yeah all those things, yes. All I would of them. love a soda jerk. You mean orange phosphate? <laughs> no. Or since he's pink from uh, Days uh, and Confused, it was like oh, whatever yeah. it was in the park. Oh, we're going to go up to the tower. Yeah, uh-huh. we're going to drink at the moon tower. Moon tower. Like, Your beer bus in the moon tower. Yes. <laughs> so, that was her vibe. Yes. Hey, where's the beer bus in the moon tower? <laughs> she, was, she was Matthew McConaughey. Um, so Todd starts having these sex fantasies about her. And like in the beginning, I said, it feels like they go 25% of the way and never go the whole way. If this is a comedy, you need to have a lot more of these scenes and they should be increasingly silly. Like the ones yeah. from My Boyfriend's Back, <laughs> where like you're going fully insane with these. No, but if you're doing this. He was like decaying. Yeah, yeah where your legs and, and nose yeah. fall off. Yeah, all sure. that stuff is His hilarious. His fell off. But, yeah. like, but if you're going to do them, like, his dick fell off. <laughs> if you're gonna do this you have to make them that kind of silly if yeah. this is an erotic thriller and he's like becoming dangerously obsessed with this woman the scenes need to be a lot darker and more sensual and you probably have to have todd beating up or killing the husband in these fantasies they didn't do either one of those two no. it's just like oh i have a crush on this girl oops i'm awake now I'm like, I yeah. was surprised we didn't see a shot of his boner at one point because he woke up in bed after she yeah. like mounted him in a sex fantasy, but mm-hmm. didn't like, do that in an R-rated they, film. They weren't the like realistic enough to fake you out, and they weren't goofy enough to go like, oh, this is obviously a dream. It was just like, this kid's a creep. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just... Oh. It, <laughs> he's having a dream. She just, she's just going to walk into whatever situation he's in and just start taking off her shirt. That's how yes. it starts. Bust into his room, take good. the shirt off. Oh, good for you! Having oh, those kind good of fantasies. for you! Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, it, it's very confusing. Um, I, there was a moment that really spoke to me in this film that illustrates you know, who I am as a person. He does the classic high school Brian Crooks move of giving a girl an illustration because she shows minor passing interest in his artwork. Mm-hmm. High school and college, not rare at all for a girl to see me like working illustrating and go, oh, that's kind of cool. And then I would spend like three days making one for her and like dramatically give it to her because I was a uh-huh. fucking dope. 
I'm going to draw you like my French girls. Well, it wasn't that. Sorry, but you're going to need to get nude. That's how this works. You're going to have to get nude. Almost exclusively in high school and college, I was doing oh. like graffiti illustrations in my, in my sketchbook. And then girls would see that and go, oh, that's kind of cool because it genuinely is kind of cool. And then I would yeah. like do their initials or do their name. And it would take a lot of fucking time. And I'd put off other things that I was doing instead to make a piece of shit for that. And yeah, mm-hmm. that, was, that was a move that I made often. Nice. Never worked out, surprisingly enough. What? Um, and never, not Shot. once. Not once. Almost did once, but mm-hmm. no. Um, yeah. So then Vicky metalcrafts Todd what I believe to be a lapel pin. No, no. no. You didn't know what happened to that thing? You didn't nope. see what happened to that thing? It's Sorry. Fucking Missed it. Earring. It was oh, an earring. Oh yeah, he was wearing That's it. Put it in. Ear. Oh my god. Oh my fucking god. I thought that was lapel pin. Oh, it's a lot worse. So I was like, "That's just not a pin to put on his backpack. It was to put what in a his ja on his person." God, no way. It was bad. Oh, that's a lot worse. You didn't see. Oh, God. No, I couldn't I didn't, not I didn't see notice. It. So, so it's, it's a lapel pin of the character he draws from his comic oh, strip. Don't know earring. how she made this. Well, uh, earring of the character that she, yes. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how she got it, like, perfect, but it's fucking perfect. Mm. Um, to thank her, Todd kisses her. She seems unbothered by this. And then she's like, oh, no, when he goes in for a second kiss. This was bizarre because if we're going to do them, if we're going to have them hook up this night, which they do, just have it start there and go with it. If she's going to say no, she needs to be like, whoa, Todd, what the fuck? I think you need to go home right now. Instead, it's like, no, but let's talk again in 10 minutes and see how I feel. Like, Let's go do the tutoring. It was very fucking. I think they were done tutoring at this point because <laughs> they no, were I ice thought, cream. Well, then they did go into the house and eat ice cream. Oh, they're at the house. Like, this happens. They're they're in front of her fireplace when he gets the earring from her. No, I thought they were in her metal shop. No, oh. no, they're they're in they're in the house because they had been tutoring. I remember he's oh. sitting down like in front of the fireplace, and then she's like, "Oh, I got something for you," to like thank him for giving her the illustration, which I'm sure was oh. terrible. Um, but regardless, like they, they, the next thing we see is them doing some ice cream goofing. Like they got some ice cream <laughs> in bowls and she's, she oh, puts some like, hot fudge on his face and doesn't bark like a dog, which I'm like, I don't know I, what the fuck you're doing. I, but Chris Hansen, once you go have a seat right there, I then, don't, y'all, they this is start, where the movie lost me. Yep, I was just like, they just start boning. Like, no, no, no. She gets up. <laughs> Oh, that's right. And I'm like, oh, she leaves. Right. She realizes it's inappropriate. Now nah, she's just turning off light. She's like, can you get that light over there? Yeah, get that light real quick. That and light. then she like throws her shirt at him. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're just getting naked. Then she mounts him and it is on. Like mm-hmm. this is an explicit sex scene. Mm-hmm. Um, Those I don't are titties know. are what my notes say. Those yeah, are titties. Yeah, well, they're, they're not her titties, but they have no. stunt titties. Um, yes. Yeah, they... The whole thing is very strange. This is shot like a sex scene from an erotic thriller, not a uh-huh. sex scene from a teen sex romp. So I'm like, okay, this is like tender lovemaking that we're seeing here. Was it his first time? Yeah, because he's okay. been with that girl for at least some time with Kirsten. Okay. Um, okay. It's, it is a sensual lovemaking scene, but then at the end, 
I guess because they were like, oh, it's a comedy after all. He's lying face down on the coffee table in his underwear and socks. Um, uh, yeah. Vicky is like, I, I hope you had fun. <laughs> She's wearing a robe now at this point. And then he gets up off the coffee table and to swing back into comedy, he goes, I really love math. And I'm like, oh, what the <laughs> fuck is happening? He's like, oh, you scamp. And I'm like, good lord. Shooter McGavin has not been home at any hours, point. Hours. I don't know where Shooter is. It has to be 11 p.m. <laughs> this has been going on. They, they fuck in the so, family room. Yeah. This is I not the know, metal but... shop. This is not a, a secret place. They are fucking... Mm-hmm. When you open the door, you would see them. Yep. Um. So Todd and Vicky then begin their full-on affair. Um. It feels like the move here is for Vicky to be like, Todd, this can't happen again after he like tries to do it after the first time. Yeah. Um, and then for Todd to go nuts because he's obsessed, or for Vicky mm. to be like Todd, and this is what Dana was talking about. Todd, we need to keep this going, but we have to get rid of my husband. Okay. That's the fucking movie mm-hmm. where it's like now we have to murder Mr. Shooter McGavin so we can be together. Have y'all seen the movie To Die For? Nicole Kidman, Walking Phoenix. It, I'm aware of it. Very upsetting, based on a true story. But yeah, she basically like fucks some teenagers so they'll kill her husband. This is every Lifetime movie. <laughs> Is she on TV or something? Uh-huh. She's yeah. a journalist. Yeah. She, she wants story, to cover right? the story. Yeah, it's true story. Yeah, yeah. I think they did it on, on um, my favorite murder. I'm pretty sure there's an episode about that one. It's wild. I think yeah. I like saw that movie in high school, and I was like, ah, this is one I should not have seen. <laughs> this was not for me. Then okay, so this leads to Todd's close call. Um, this scene is so fucking stupid. Like Todd shows up unannounced at Vicky's house is seconds away from performing cunnilingus on her when mr shooter mcgavin shows up Uh he has to escape if this is an erotic thriller we get way more intense music mr shooter mcgavin is more suspicious of vicky probably Uh sees the bike left outside in front of the fucking house accuses her of cheating on him and like starts searching for the guy if it's a comedy we steer way more into him like knocking shit over and needing vicky to like cover for him they don't do either one of those two things. They do a couple of times. She asks, like, oh, that was me. I'm clumsy. As he's, like, sneaking around. At the end of this scene, he is standing in clear sight. <laughs> like, he's 10 feet behind Mr. Shooter McGavin in full light. No clothes on. Like, underwear on, and that's it. And oh, Mr. Really? Shooter McGavin just doesn't turn around and look behind him. He is right back like a Scooby-Doo villain. He is right fucking there. <laughs> in my mind, I just kept on writing... Vicky, turn the grinder on to make noise so he can just run out real quick. Like, you have a loud thing in your hand. I literally <sighs> like, don't even remember this. I. This is when he, he came home and cut the fish up. Oh, okay. He's like, I, I thought that's when he finds scene. out and is like, you no. fucked up. You fucked up. No, he that wasn't that was when he it was the next day or whatever. He he comes to school and is like, Hey, I have this thing. Oh. They do this like head fake where we're supposed to believe that he's been found out because the sketchbook oh, is left behind. The sketchbook. Okay, okay. Yeah. But in this one, he's just like able to run out and leave. Um oh, okay. at the end of the movie, after Mr. Shooter McGavin knocks him out with one punch because he's a weak ass bitch, Vicky hands him what she says is his Harvard letter of recommendation from her husband. This Hmm. makes sense because we set up that Mr. Shooter McGavin needs to use her printer to print the letter of recommendation. 
Her typewriter. Um, her typewriter? Type type That's what he said. Your typewriter. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a lot worse. My, 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 my printer's not working. Can I just use your uh, typewriter? typewriter. Not, Can I get your chisel? Do you have a, night, a, a fresh piece of granite for me to, yeah. you know, just, yeah. Just hold that tablet right there. It won't take uh, too long. your old-timey letterpress. Um, so, yeah, the, <laughs> so she comes out with this. She gives it to him. He's like, oh, thank God, you're the best. He takes it with him to Harvard. Oh. Um, we are supposed to believe that, like, this is what's going to put him over the top. But even though Mr. Shooter McGavin is mad at him for boning his wife, he's still going to get what he wants in the end. He yeah. bails on Harvard, so he doesn't hand the letter over. When we find out what's in it, it's a blank piece of paper with Vicky's lipstick print on it. If he gave this to Harvard, you're not getting in, bud. <laughs> like, that's it for you. I know. It's like, what if he just didn't open it? It's just like, <laughs> right. oh, there you go. Why would you, you open it? Like, you just you it's give not, it to them sealed. This isn't for me. You know, like, it's for Harvard. And it's not even, like, a letter of recommendation with a kiss at the end. It's just a kiss. And I'm like, okay, so were you trying to sabotage him? <laughs> because this would have sabotaged him. Um, yeah, at the end, uh, the, the McGavins break up. Um, Vicky says she's got to go to New York to do her sculpting art. Todd is going to art school somewhere. In all honesty, being from Massachusetts, he probably goes to RISD. Like, you know, yeah. Rhode Island is not that far. That yeah. seems like it, it's a great school. You might go to, like, what, Parsons? You know, Parsons, you can go to art school in New York for that. That's like fashion. Mm-hmm. Would you go to Parsons? Isn't there also, like, a design school in Parsons? I know it's the school for design, but I think they also Cooper have, Union's like, the uh, one for this. That's yeah. architecture. Or, like, Sorry. Pratt? Oh, Cooper Union's architecture. Yeah, Pratt. That's something in Pratt. Pratt. Gotcha. Pratt is the one for it, yeah. So I get just one the quick thing. I know I've said it before, yeah. but I just want to come since before before we finish up with this. Yeah, <laughs> Mister Shooter McGavin was not yeah. surprised that his wife was fucking a student. No, <laughs> not distraught at all. This to me implied she has done this before. Yes, this is her. This is her pattern of behavior. Right? Like, was there? Like, I feel like. We need to be having that conversation. And again, make this an erotic thriller. Todd finds out. There's like bodies buried in the backyard. Mm. This is what she does. Swim fan. Swim fan. She maims her boyfriends. Swim fan. Um, It's all the... If you haven't seen Jade, there's a a shot in the beginning with a bunch of little, I don't know, pillboxes full of ladies' pubes. Like that. Yep. That's a thing. Uh, apparently, the director of the film actually did that. That's his. That's his sexual quirk, and he put it in the movie as like a nod to himself. Oh, um, I forget it, who directed it, Jade. Someone wants to look that up, but that's his. That's no, his actual. <laughs> that's his actual kink is like. No, it's okay. He, he keeps little like. Boxes yeah, of pubes. <laughs> not surprised. No. So, like, if you had told not me, blessed. like, okay, like maybe he had. So we were like, why does he need the letter of recommendation from? Uh, Mr. Shooter McGavin, because Shooter worked at Harvard, and he was like this famous math professor there, or goes and becomes a math professor at other universities. Yeah. He's got this wife who gets like really obsessed with the students, so he has to keep like bipping and bopping around. And he finally is like, "I'll work at a high school." Yes, because she's got enough fucking sense to not fuck children. No, she doesn't. She doesn't, because he's not surprised or really that upset. No. He's, 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 I mean, he's mad, but like mad, not, yeah. not mad the way that you would expect. He's no. like, oh, assault a child, but, but not kill one. Yeah. And so, he won't assault his wife. He'll, and he'll, 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 and, he'll throw her metal on the ground. No, this punch, 
We're done. You're not going to see one, me again for the rest of this movie. We're done. That's really, it. really missed an opportunity to like have him come to while like being dragged across the ground to be buried alive or thrown into the reservoir or something. Mm. Make mm. go all the way one way or the other. They go twenty five percent and wind up with fucking nothing. It's it's it very unfortunate. A romantic comedy about how an eighteen year old boy falls in love with a late 20-something weirdo artist. That's what this film was about. I don't know if you know that. It turns out uh, there are two questions that I want to leave us with here before we dismount this hunk of shit. Um, first one, has any teacher ever been as big a dick as Mr. Shooter McGavin is in this movie? And have in you films ever that had, we've watched? No, in real life. Oh, I was like, I'm Mr. Sure Hand seems like a jerk. Mr. Hand is a jerk. Um, <laughs> the, the teachers and the faculty are murdering people. <laughs> but like yeah. in real we life. We haven't gotten to that one yet. Spoiler alert. Oh, did we, we did We did the faculty. It was part of I our totally Halloween forgot. spectacular. Totally yeah. forgot. We did the yeah. faculty. We got Urshers yeah. up in there. Yeah, Urshers in there. No, the they weren't murdering the students. It was the little alien worms the, that the got symbiote in their brains. Was, yes. yes. Symbiote. The, the, the venom symbiote. Mm. Um. But I have we ever had a real teacher in real life that is this kind of an asshole? Mm, I have not. I don't think so. Like he announces everyone's test scores in front of the whole class and he mocks them while he does it, which would never fucking fly. You can't delightful. Do that. <laughs> you can't do that. Uh, <laughs> he really takes some joy in telling Todd he's not gonna write his letter of recommendation. Like, you'd expect him to be kind of somber about this, but he's damn near, like, playing a trumpet and doing cartwheels. He's like, you ain't getting shit for me. <laughs> like, why are you this happy about it? Yeah, I don't think so. No. Paul, Paul gets good grades, and he's like, hey, man, good job, but, like, I'm not going to tell anybody you did a good job. <laughs> Just like, if you're going to shame everyone that does bad, you got to at least tell the one kid who's doing good, like, hey, he's whooping all y'all's asses. He doesn't do that at all. He's just like, hey, man, good work, whatever. Fuck out of here. <laughs> just like, You're ruining God. my fun. I like yeah. to shit on all of you. What is this? No, he does that thing where he's like, yes, I'm an asshole to you guys, but it's because I want to, like, get the best out of you. I'm humiliating you to get, you know, to get you to really try hard. And I'm like, bitch, that doesn't work for every fucking body. Like, a lot of people are like, I want to give up now. You've ruined this for me, and I'm not coming back. Yeah. And most of his students are failing. We established mm. that two-thirds of the class has failed the midterm. So like, on a curve, right? On a curve. Maybe. No. Just the lowest of the low Fs got the F. <laughs> and everybody else did. Oh, there's some Ds. I don't this, know. This is what Curves I think. His, his vibe is very, like, college professor vibe. Because, yeah. like, there were definitely, like, I think, like, Econ 101, like, everybody hated. Because, like, the teacher's like, it's going to be hard. And some of y'all aren't going to make it. And that's fine. Because I don't, we don't want you being Econ majors. Like, if you don't get past 101, you're not going on. <laughs> or, like, I had a psych professor, I forget for which class it was, where, like, he's like, yeah, the test is going to be really fucking hard. And, like, sometimes it was, like, even with the curve, Dina, because everybody did poorly, you still got a 30. And I was like... So I got 10 points on this test. <laughs> like even, okay. So I never had one of those in, in my like undergrad at Iowa. Like mm. professors that I had were all pretty chill. They yeah. were, I mean, a couple of them got, you know, got drunk with us. Like we had, we had fun. I, my professors in college were fine. In my design program at the community college, which <laughs> I was going to like, 
this is gonna be fucking easy. Like I wanna I wanna be a, a graphic designer. I don't have any of the skills. I already have an undergrad degree. I'll go to the community college and fucking breeze through this shit. I had a couple of real hard asses, and one of them taught typography. Um, I'm a type nerd. Like I've my system has I don't know how many thousands of fonts in it. Like I'll take a day, uh, usually once a month, and just download fonts all day at work. And like I need these, I'll use them anyway, whatever. Um, there were two different typography classes in my design program. One taught by David Chu. Uh, David Chu is Chinese, but he was born and raised in Brazil. He's got a very heavy Portuguese accent, and it's mm. jarring to hear him speak. Um, but he used my like, friend. Is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically it. Yeah. But he used to be a big time designer for um, GM. Like in the seventies, he was like on the design team to do all like the muscle cars for GM and shit. And then he's like, "Yeah, I'm done with that. I'm retired. I have a lot of money. I want to teach design at a school." And then do capoeira on the uh, yes, capoeira, brasil, ponytail. <laughs> yeah, he's that guy was brasil. cool. He was fun. His classes were easy. But he he was like a jokester. His whole thing was like, "Oh, brought me this. What kind of Mickey Mouse work is this?" <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's good. Like that was his whole thing. He said Mickey Mouse work like three times a week. Then the other one was this lady, Susan Moulton, who... Just dropping people's names. Because I'm, I, still, I still talk to both of them. Like, I'm oh, still okay. friends with both these people. But Susan Moulton, she looked like she was in, uh, like, a punk band that played CBGB in, like, 1979. Had that look oh, to it. it. Yeah. Black, spiky hair, probably, yeah. like, 50 years old. Jeans real tight with holes and studs and shit. Yep. <laughs> Pretty cool. She, she, I had her for typography. And she walked in on the first day, and she was like, Okay, so this is typography. Uh, there's two of these classes. If you guys want to have like fun and go like design a silly font that might have like daisies or be really pretty, you know, calligraphy script or whatever, take David Chu's class. He's a lot of fun. You're going to learn how to make a font in that class. I'm not teaching you how to make a font in this class. I'm teaching you the rules of how typography works. If you get it right, everyone's work should look the exact same. I should not be able to point to any differences in them at all. Mm. This class is not fun. It's about rules and how we handle things like professionals. And I think this, the class started with like 30 people in it. Four of us finished. <laughs> we all had like 190 because she was like, I'm going to give you all kinds of extra credit. <laughs> like I'm not going to grade you harshly, but like yeah. I, if it's not perfect, you can't turn it in. Like, yeah. I will make you redo it unless it matches mine exactly. They should all look wow. the exact fucking wow. same. And I credit her because, like, I use that shit all the time in my, in my first couple of jobs. And she was great. But, like, it was weird to me to be at a community college, like, 10 minutes from my parents' house on, like, a Thursday morning at 11. And here comes Joan Jett. Like, let me tell you, fucking show up. Typography, son of a bitch. I'm like, oh, I'll be calmed down some. Comic yes. Sans could suck a dick and Helvetica's overused. I will tell you, there's a video um, that is very fun for font people, uh, for mm -hmm. graphic designers called Font Fight. And like every font, it's, it's like a big rumble in like an alley, but every font is like personified. And Ooh. I think Comic Sans is like a clown in it. But there's also um, Helvetica shows up kind of like the... Um, the vegan oh, sorry from, man uh, oh jesus this is fucking boring shut the man. fuck up oh this is god cool. is this boring I, I will share it to our group it's i feel a lot like of fun 
I oh. brought up Helvetica because I thought there was like a whole documentary on it. There Sorry, is. I'm it's... a type person too. I used to, I took like a, I had like a certificate on like digital wingdings. Wingdings. That, wingdings is bullshit. Helvetica is a perfect okay. font, and that's less I'm gonna say. Stop anywho, it. since Dave wanted to cut me the fuck off. Anywho. Yeah. Anywho. Uh, one of the things we like to do on this podcast: take a look at a minor character and see if this movie mm. was the start of big things, the peak of their whole career. So it's time for an IMDb deep dive. Um, all right. It was hard in this movie. The cast is very small. Almost everyone that was in it that wasn't famous did nothing else. Hmm. Like, okay. none girl had one other credit. Um, hmm. I even tried to pull that Dave move and look up the dog because he's credited Bones the dog. No other credits. Did <laughs> anyone murder anybody? What no dog? Murder anybody? I, think I saw a, a dog at the end and I was like, well, there's a dog in this film? I, I, think, uh, I think Todd uh, family had a dog. Other than Jeffrey Tambor murdering his own career, oh, nobody boy, else did the hell out of that. Ooh. Yeah, I think I think Todd's family had a dog, but he didn't do any like he wasn't wishbone. He didn't do any fun shit. So oh, uh, he had like the meatloaf put in his the story. Bowl. That's wishbone. Right. Yeah, yeah, meatloaf. Then he's um, more wishbone. <laughs> R.I.P. Wishbone. I'm sure he's dead now. Um, 100%. There you go. So I I settled on this guy Ty Swanson. Ty T T I G H E. He plays Weasel. Sure. Weasel is in one scene. He is mm. the third friend between Todd, Paul, and Weasel. He's in okay. one scene, one scene. I think he has like one line. Yeah. Um, I thought I recognized him from that one scene he was in. I don't think I actually did. He has 16 credits. This was his 11th, so this is like near the end of his career. He was previously in some pretty iconic shows for our generation. Uh, his first role was as Inkstain in Pete and Pete. Mm. I don't remember Inkstain, but everyone had like weird nicknames about their shit so i'm sure he had like a big stain on his shirt um he was in an episode of are you afraid of the dark he was in a cbs after school special called stand up in which a teenage girl wants to become a stand-up comedian but her dad won't let her (laughs) that really already got a plot idea so guys uh he was also in an abc after school special called Mm. through thick and thin in which twin sisters one slim and one overweight magically switch bodies for a day um, and they become closer as a result. Thick Great. and thin, thick and the and twins thin. are thick Fat and thin. thin. <laughs> yep. I yep. Um, Then he didn't act for five years after this movie. Like he was in this, did nothing for five years. He was never in anything recognizable or worth talking about again until his last role in 2012 when he played a fire breather in one episode of Boardwalk Empire. So, like, cool, cool, cool. I don't know if that's a skill that he has or he learned it for this role, but. That was it. Um, I don't know if that's something you just learn for one role. It's like, I, don't, I don't know, man. I don't think he actually did it. You put a bunch of Vaseline down, yeah, down, just... down your throat so you don't <laughs> die from that shit. I don't know. As long as, you, as long as you turn your head at the end and, you know, spin it upward sure. instead of downward. I'm sure it was CGI'd. I Could don't think he actually was fire breathing. Who knows? I don't know. But yeah, that his career was nothing remarkable, but that's well, literally one of this movie. That one lady, uh, the lady that played Kirsten has a lot of credits and mostly as a producer like she, oh, she acted yeah. a lot but then like she didn't produce anything that i've ever heard of that sounded like interesting but like yeah. she was an actor she's like a tv producer now produces a whole lot of tv shows and like one-off episodes of things and so there's that but that's about it for the deep dive um that does bring us to the end of this episode and just like the end of the school year that means it's time to hand out some superlatives uh, Kirsten is most likely to spend most of her weekends reading her spoken word poetry at open mic nights. 
Paul is most likely to wind up being stuck in the friend zone. Like he's got that energy to him to a T. Yeah. And Todd is most likely to regret bailing on Harvard after spending 12 years trying to get his comic strip published. He ain't going to make any fucking money, bud. You could have gone to Harvard. Well, could have written for the Lampoon, <laughs> brother. <laughs> could have put that comic strip in the Lampoon. People would have paid attention to that. Could have tried. Yeah. Uh, this next movie is Dave's pick. Dave, what are we going to watch next? We've watched a couple movies from this director. Um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Clueless. But there was a movie that represented kind of the downfall of her career, unfortunately. Oh, oh boy. Um, the year 2000, um, Jason Biggs meet, and, 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 and Mina Savari starred oh, in a no. film called Loser that yeah. was directed, what? written, and produced by Amy Heckerling. Yeah. And I've never seen it. I remember seeing previews back in the day. I'm like, let's watch it. Let's talk about it. Let's see what's up. It's probably bad. All I but know it could from be is that Weedus song. They're in character in the video for um oh, is that right? dirtbag, yeah. Hey, I'm just love a that song. Dirtbag. Yeah. We're doing great. That's the one. Yeah. In the it's video, uh Mina Suvari mouths that part of the song. The they- I Vice did a whole. Vice did a thirty-minute, like mini documentary about that stuff. Oh my god! It's really it, my something. my old boss, Christine. Shout out to Christine. She played that in the office like once a week. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. It does slap. Like that was yeah. among her favorite songs. She this was our. This was time. my freshman year. Your sophomore year in high school. I'm like, we should have. This should have been pointed to us, but I they, they tried to so watch it. So have let's I check seen it. This film, I don't know. I don't know. It was it was know. like Jason. They really tried to make Jason Biggs like a legit teenage leading man. Yeah. This was the follow up to American Pie before American Pie Two came out. So yeah. Did American Pie, and it's like the next yeah. project is this one, and everyone's like, he's the guy. Like he's yeah. the the next teen icon, weird face and all, huh. and it just did not come together for him. And fourth on the cast list. Just saw him in this movie, Zach Orth. So, yeah. hey, all right. there you go. Can't right. wait. We got so, a McPoyle brother in this. Yeah, oh, this is, there's so many folks in this one. It's going to be great. I, I hope it's yeah. good. I'm sure it's not. Guys, <laughs> that does it for this week's episode. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe, re- leave us a five-star review. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RecappingGownPod. That is R-E-C-A-P-N-G-O-W-N-P-O-D. And join our Facebook group, Recapping Gown Fan Club. We will keep the discussion going in there all week. If you guys have any opinions or memories of this movie, which I know you do not because no one fucking saw this thing, we'd love for you to jump in and let us know what you think. But if you didn't like what you heard, to quote Mr. Shooter McGavin, your brain could easily be mistaken for a can of tuna. Take it easy, millennials. We'll see you next week.